Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Self-Leadership Podcast. And today I have a guest, and it's Joe, my friend Joe, my math scientist partner. <laughs> oh, Joe is an amazing healing practitioner, healing facilitator, and I just love her work. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. So hi, Joe. Thanks for being here. Hi, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe. I don't really get caught up on the titles. What I do know is I spent many years just kind of reprogramming, working with energy and seeing what works for me and also what's working for other people when I'm working with them in the shared space. So I just like to say I do energy work. I help facilitate healings. Um, and then I go from there. Yes, and you're so good at what you do. You're literally one of the best ever. <laughs> and uh, yes, I mean it. So we wanted to meet today and share our thoughts and our experiences about how to shift out of pain into the beauty of life. Because that's something that we are both passionate about and we are always talking about how to shift and uh, yeah so would you like to tell us a little bit about your journey and how you you got to to realize this passion yes yes that's great um Morgan I would probably as you were talking what I just right off the bat I was like thinking I'm very much like the American president Abraham Lincoln in a sense where he was self-taught and I'm like one of those people self-taught in a lot of the things that I do. And it's like consistency is key and then continuing to evolve. Um, I would have to say I first got started in energy work when I was like in third grade. My dad had a triple bypass um, surgery because he had a heart attack. And my uncle Joe was doing some energy work on him, just running his hands, doing sweeps along his body before the surgery him and his wife, my aunt Nyla, and then they were doing it afterwards. And I just remember as a kid, one day, my uncle told me, hey, place your hands here. And it was like a part where they had surgery in the inner thigh of my dad, my dad's leg. And they, my uncle actually was pretty much just telling me like, yeah, let's help your dad heal. Go ahead and put your hands right over here. And I did. And it was like, I felt this automatic, you know, as a kid, you don't think about it. You're like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. Sure. I was just so interested in helping. I was like, okay. And I felt this surge of energy come through my hands and my body. And oh boy, it was so much. Like I got lightheaded. I was really hot. I felt like I was just like sweating and it came right through. And it was just like, my hands were on my dad's like almost like hovering and it was so hot and that was the first time I've ever experienced energy or energy work or anything like that and in our family it was like a normal thing like energy work and when we heard that my grandma on my dad's side in Guam would go to the jungle and pick the medicine I always thought that was cool like wow how fascinating that she knew which herbs to pick and being on that island, I did not, I guess, perceive them as having like institutions or schools to teach them this is what you do. It's just like traditional 
probably something that was passed down to her or maybe something she was very intuitive with. I wish she was alive when I was born. She had passed before I came into this world. Unfortunately, I would ask her so many questions because I feel like a lot of the healing work I do comes from the past of our family has been lost. Um, I would say as I started growing up more, I started learning more about each side of the family. So my dad's from Guam, my mom's from the Philippines. Um, my mom said it was like not until my early twenties when I really started to get into like energy work and it was most more so to manage my anxiety and my stress because I was in the military. I didn't understand why I was waking up and I was feeling a certain way. I'm like, I don't understand. I don't really have anything to really be like down about or feel this stress, all this stress I got going on. Um, everything in my life was pretty much going pretty well. And it was just like, what the heck is going on right now? But going back to my mom, like in my early twenties, I remember talking to her about like some of the things I was doing to help manage my like stress and anxiety and just personal development. And she said that her mom actually, I think Reiki was one of the forms, one of my friends in chemistry class that I met told me that she was doing and I should try it. It's like acupuncture to release the body and to calm and balance. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a try. Why not? But my mom told me that my grandma, her gra her grandma, so my great grandma, her grandma would actually, there would people would come to her grandma's house in the in the village in Philippines. And she, my, my grandma would go to the backyard. She'd pick this big old green leaf and then like boil it in coconut water and then put it on this platter. My grandma, my mom would just watch her. And then she would read it and tell them what they needed to do, what whatever was going on in their lives, whether it was sickness or a block or just like if they had like a whole series of bad things happening, she'd tell them based off of her reading, like what to do. And then they would go along and do it and they'd be fine. Like, was it? I was like, oh, that's pretty cool to know that they had it on both sides. And then eventually when I tried Reiki and then I got into the class of Reiki. Um, I really love how the instructor was like, hey, this these are innate abilities. Like we have been, our bodies are made to do this. Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be a certain status. You don't have to go to any class, really. Yes, you can develop the skill and everybody can develop the skill. And that's what resonated with me more than anything was like, oh, wow. So we have the power within us. We have this internal guidance system that can really help us do a lot of good, like healing, manifestation, just create, like, it's just amazing. And so a lot of my, a lot of things I probably dabbled in were, and I've aligned myself with have been like instructors or mentors that really taught me that actually you have everything within you. And it's a matter of taking that time to decipher what exactly your unique skills are and you can develop any skill really and I love that too because it was like there was no ego in that there was no like all of the noise and distraction one can get when it comes to like going within like you don't have to go buy that course you don't have to go and go to that workshop but you can and it will it will definitely add to you the main work is inside of you so once you get those tools once you get those ideas just go within yourself 
that's that's the point that's the whole point of this life game that we're in because then you got your guidance system right then you got like your intuition you then you got your higher self that's all within you telling you like okay yeah what do you want to create next here are your next steps this is what it might look like unless you decide to do something else and i think that was a big part of like really being consistent and going down this journey of personal development and really looking at like, okay, well, the root, you know, the root of my anxiety, the root of my stress, the roots of all the things I was feeling when I would first wake up or when I was like by myself, because it was really hard for me to like stay still, especially like I would be a social butterfly when I came home. It's like all those feelings kind of would come out back. And I'm like, man, I need to go get entertained. Like I'm going to go out. I'm going to go party. I'm going to go have these rotation schedules, if you know what I mean, <laughs> and just meet people. Like I was just on a path where looking back, I realized there was so much, there was so much pain and hurt that came from like relationships I had at a young, I guess not young age, but in high school or something like a past relationship or relationships with my siblings or relationship, the relationship with my dad, the relationship with my mom, because there was eight of us. So it was like, you know, how do you give eight kids when you're both working, trying to provide for your family and you're on different schedules, one work during the day, one parent worked during the day, one parent worked at night. Like, how do you give them all the proper attention and um, the proper love? Because we all receive now, we know that we receive and we express love differently. And I just grew up in a very authoritative household where, you know, kids were pretty much not seen or heard of. And like, you weren't really allowed to express yourself or your desires in a sense I mean when we were around our cousins you know it was different we were kids it was cool when the adults came by you know when there was the adults parties or we had a lot of parties at our house growing up a lot of barbecues it was like the kids went off and did their own thing and the adults were off doing their thing and you weren't allowed in that area really so it was really interesting and I think um a lot of that, this is the way it is because it's sad, because I say this is, this is it mm, right. um, really suppressed a lot of who I was, things that I was interested in, um, being able to think for myself and really being more caught up in what everyone else thought of me that mm. I, as I started to unravel this, unpack the anxiety, the stress, the these heavy feelings that I had at such a young age, I would say early twenties is such a young age to have it. Um, that it really started to get to the root of things. Like I started to unpack it all and it felt freeing every time I was able to let something go. And then it was like, when I would feel balanced, when I would feel good, I like, craved that feeling I was like how do I stay like this consistently I want to be like this consistently now that I know how it feels so like let's say I went and got an energy healing and then I feel amazing I'm like man I feel really really good and then like it wasn't until maybe like a couple of weeks later I start feeling all these emotions again and I'm like 
what is going on with me? Like, how do I take this further? Do I need to learn this technique? Do I need to develop my own techniques? Like, it was just, it was just a whole journey of like really trying to free myself, to free my mind, to not do things that were self-destructive, um, to not run from pain, but to really look at the things and get to know like, what, what do I find that's pleasurable in this life for me? What makes me happy? What are the things I even like? Like, who the heck am I? And I think like, um, I like the military. It provides stability. You got to network a lot. You met a lot of really good people. There are people that became your family. They were a big part of my twenties for sure. Um, yeah, because you were I know. a few years in the military before being your, your own boss before you have having your business. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I was really good at my job. I was really good at anything that was thrown at me and I was, I can adapt. And I think when I lost my dad, when I was in the military, because I was thinking about where I wanted to be the next year, because my time there was coming to an end. And I was like, do I want to stay here or do I want to go somewhere else? And then when I lost my dad, it like really activated my DNA. And it was just like, hey, you know, life is short. Life is interesting. I even thought at one point, maybe I'll become a death doula so I can understand death better. I just remember like looking up all these videos and just researching death and why it was so painful and why we experienced grief. And a lot of it was based off of our mindset about death and grief and what that cycle looks like being in America, because like you and I have talked about before, there's other countries that celebrate death or end yeah. of life. Right. And it's, it's a beautiful thing of, uh, of the one who is departing. And it's uh, it's it's a totally different mindset, a different culture. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so in that process of trying to understand death and the pain I was experiencing from losing a parent, I had literally started asking myself questions. They were just coming up in my head, like, what kind of impact do you want to make in this world? Um, what are you passionate about? How do you want to contribute? Are you contributing in the way that you feel fulfilled? And it was just like, although everything looked really good and everybody wanted me to stay in the military and they wanted me to... Um, just do what everyone else is pretty much doing. You know, you have stability, you're getting paid well, you're traveling. I was just like, I don't want to do that anymore. And so I made decisions privately for myself. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until like I had those things lined up that I took those steps or I just followed through like, I'm going to move here. I'm going to get do this and I'll figure everything else out along the way. Um, it wasn't until those moments that really propelled me forward and, and leaving the military I started to get more involved in just how can I feel better hmm. how can I release the stress of other people how can I break these belief systems down even further even the ones I was unconscious about but they were running because it was clear in the way that my life was happening <laughs> and I felt that probably in the last three years when I decided to start my business, 
that I had hit a breakthrough and it was like the first time I could actually breathe. And it was nice because I was like, man, I woke up and I was just kind of like driving. It was heading to a client's house and I was like, I feel really good this morning. I feel great. Like, wow, is this, is this how it's going to be like moving forward? And at this point I was already dabbling and certified in several different things, but I would just combine different stuff that worked for that person when I would work with them, because it felt like I could feel like what exactly that person needed at that mm -hmm. time. And so res very respectfully though, I wasn't like trying to put too many things in one session. It was just like, the guidance was clear. Put your hands here. Okay, this method goes with this person or this clearing. The way we're going to clear that is going to be more easy, more gentle and slow. So those things would just kind of build up my intuition. And the more I trusted it, the more I was able to help people in ways that I didn't think I was going to be able to. I, it was just wide open coming in. So the outcomes would just be better than we thought going in <laughs> right yes. the, ease, the happiness is something that I crave and something that I have and I'm like if only everybody could feel this and right. since I was able to manage mine and you and I have treated so much it's been incredible thanks yeah it's always like hey I have this new idea I have this technique Let, let's try to shift this and I love this support that we have towards each other and uh, not only for ourselves of course for ourselves but also for other people for your clients for my clients how to to improve and I want to get back if that's okay to to what you were saying earlier about because this is huge and you know, this, this suffering that we are taught in society and how you, you said about uh, when, when you remove the distraction and the mind, the mind is good as, at creating distractions, but we have everything within and it's when we, we quiet the mind and we learn to make it work for us that we can really be like, oh, wait a minute, that, that's nice. <laughs> And then it's not only, you know, because when, when you are in this suffering and I can totally relate to the stress, the anxiety that you were feeling as a child, as a teenager or young adult, because I went through the same and it doesn't have to be like that, but nobody tells us, you know, it's always mm -hmm. like, oh, it could be worse. Like don't complain, but right. there's also a misconception between complaining and expressing how you feel, like expressing how you feel is okay it's totally different from complaining. But in mm -hmm. society, when you express the discomfort, it's like, oh, why are you complaining? I have it worse than you, or people are having it worse than you, but that's not a competition of who has it worse. Like, right. And then it's about, oh, maybe I can run away from pain. So I guess that would be the first, the first step, like realizing I'm suffering and that it's not normal. That, oh, I need to run away from that pain because it's unbearable. But that's mm -hmm. when we can tend to get into some kind of cycle of uh, distraction, but another level of distraction. You know, like when we realize that, yes, we want to live, we want to feel alive, we want to, to have fun. But that's still not going within. It's still one mm -hmm. step forward. 
but it's still not going within ourselves. And then when you, you have this, oh, I, I feel good, I want to learn how to really feel good, but not depending on something external, I yes. want to go within and find this, mm -hmm. this peace, this wellness, this tranquility inside of myself. And that's when you run towards pleasure, not as not to escape pain but because you just realize that you are worthy of of the good things of the the joy of the peace of the ease and and this is also what you said about this deciding for yourself making the decision for yourself and this is huge as well because we don't realize we are trapped and for people like you and I you know like people who who are meant to like we are not meant to to fit in the mold we came here to break it so feeling trapped is so painful like the creativity feels like like feeling like feeling mm -hmm. constricted so mm -hmm. deciding for yourself i i love when you say that because that's so that's so true and we are not taught by society to do that like teachers at school don't tell you oh you have to think for yourself no it's like learn your lesson and spit it out during the test so you have a good mark and you can maybe do something mm -hmm. with your life if you're lucky <laughs> yes that's exactly it was that was a big part learning to think for myself and it's not to say that I was like completely sheltered right but just like you said we are drilled day in and day out if your home life kind of represents your school life and they're both telling you the same thing very authoritatively like here's what I'm going to teach you here are all the right answers and I'm going to test you on that exactly that information don't tell me anything less or anything more this is what I want you to learn that's exactly you know we're, we're getting programmed how to look at things how to speak all those things which are great it's a great aspect of life but there's so much more like we were talking about. And so I think you hit it right on. Like, you know, awareness. Is this an actual pattern or cycle or feeling that I do have to live with? Is this normal? Do I have other options here? You know, and uh, then identifying, filtering like people, situations, events, relationships, are they contributing to me? Are they taking away from me? Are they distracting me? Is this all the noise or is this reality for me because I made it that way and this is all I got? And um, like you said, the partying that we were talking about, it's not the partying that, we're not talking about the partying where you go out and you feel your heart is fulfilled. It's the kind that you go out and it's like you're feeling those wounds and it's distracting you. <laughs> Yeah, but it, you know, it kind of medicates you a little bit. Yeah, but still, I, I remember oh. even in the middle of a party with my friends back in the days, I could still like I would already experience this duality with there is music, I'm having fun, but I feel so alone within. Like there are other mm, humans, yeah. we are friends, like they are my my you know they are my people <laughs> at university and all that. Mm -hmm. But still, I feel so alone, like. We share things, yet nobody really gets me. Mm -hmm. And so it was still like this fun, this, you know, but 
there was still something that wasn't aligned. But of course, at the time, you just think I was taught subconsciously to to always make it about me. Like, oh, if I feel that way, there is something wrong with me. Like others are right, mm. but there is something wrong with me. So, oh, I, yeah, so it just like, like you were saying, like this su- suppression. And mm. if you would ask me even as a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would be like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just know I want to get out of school because I hate that thing. <laughs> but I didn't yeah. know because I, I wasn't taught how to dream, how to go for my dreams. Exactly. Yeah. So. Ooh, that was so powerful. I wasn't taught to ha- I wasn't taught how to dream or to even go for your dreams. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have this um the once again it's not malevolent. It's not to harm. Like it's not with the will to harm, but it's like the the caretakers have a specific idea of how you should be because they went through it and they they want to overprotect which overprotection is a form of abuse like I, I will always say that but it's like when you try to talk about your needs or your ideas if it doesn't go in their way it's discarded so you then have to build yourself and build this system of self-validation to be okay no matter what even your if your folks are not okay with your decisions it, it's really about being like okay you're not okay but I'm okay with me and I'm gonna do me and even if I make a mistake or I don't really believe in mistakes but let's just use the word mistake uh, that will be my mistake my experience and I I will grow from it but it takes I mean at least for me it took a while to to really own that, you know, own my decisions and be like, I would always decide for myself, but this this feeling of lacking support, what if I go straight in the wall and I'm alone and no one is there for me? You, you know, this that's when we, that's also distraction. All of that is distraction. That's why I'm exactly. so big, like yourself, we're so big about following the heart, following the passion, following the calling. Right. And those were beautiful things that you brought up because, you know, I remember like being in crowds and stuff and I didn't perceive myself as popular. I felt like I was more social, but I remember going up to one of the girls that were, I think I was in my economics class. I was in high school. I took some like we call it dual enrollment where you take college classes while you're in high school the last two years. And I remember going up to this girl and I was talking to her and I was just interested in like making a friend. And she was pretty much like, why are you talking to me? Hmm. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, are you doing okay? And she was like, you're popular. And I didn't understand that. Like, I felt like my, I felt like I wasn't cool enough to talk to her. And that's what she was telling me, but she was telling me the opposite, obviously. But I was like, what? Like, what, what does that have to do with anything? I'm just coming by to say, hi, like, how are you? So I haven't talked to her. And I, I just thought that was crazy. Like there was, that was an actual thing. Like in my mind, it wasn't. 
And, and in the town I lived in at that time, going through high school, there was like where it was a mixing bowl of all ethnicities. So it, it wasn't anything like that, but it was just her idea and my ideas were different about having friends or being social and, yeah, and about each just, other as well the, your perception of one another yeah even my perception of myself I feel like has been off or I'm just so much more harder on myself but there was another thing you talked about like being a kid too like um or like you just felt like you know you learned to make it all about you where you were like you know if there's something going on it's more than likely something's wrong with me and I was like ah I would just hug that little kid so much and let her know that she Mm -hmm. deserves the world and anything that she wants why not just go for it but for me I felt like as a kid like to express myself because I grew up in such a big family it was like everybody was judgmental everybody was like jokingly bullying in a sense where you know you're getting teased by your your siblings and so I felt a lot of shame I would say for being me or for expressing how I would feel or man as a kid I was a crybaby and I was angry a lot and it was like a lot of the things that I couldn't express I never developed that ability to express And I chose, I know I was a freaking crybaby. It's so, I'm not even embarrassed about it. I would be so sensitive as well. And I would just be like, "Mm." yeah, I would get in trouble. And my sister would be like, get over here. I'm going to spank you. And she'd have the belt and I would just like start crying. Stop it. And she would start counting like for me, like one too and then I would just yeah. start crying and I was like stop counting and they would be laughing at me too as a kid and then she would like spank me because I did something bad or whatever with the belt but I remember one time we even I even I knew I did something I don't remember exactly what I did but I just remember running to the room really quickly and putting on several different underwears <laughs> pants on not thinking she was gonna see and um I went out to my sister to go get spanked and she was like pull your pants down oh no and it had like four different underwears on it's funny but it's sad at the same time you know it is it is just the things in my mind and my perception I was like I I got this it's not gonna hurt I'm gonna go do this <laughs> so you were already standing out standing up for yourself at the time using I was, already, I was already trying to do something to like make things differently but um yeah I thought it was crazy living in such a big family that there was a lot of love but there was also a lot of judgment there was also a lot of criticism and I think because I was so, I didn't even know this that time, empathic, I could pick up on everyone's stress in the house. You know, I can pick up on so many different emotions and I didn't know how to discern what was mine and what was others. And yeah. it was, um, although I looked really happy and I felt a lot of times I was happy. Like there was this excitement about me. It's always, I was one of the, the daughters that had it. Cause some of us really do like glow in our family and some of us don't and it's a different journey 
for all of us, you know, not good, not bad. It's just different. Right. And so I would still look happy. I would still be around people, but I was same with you. Like there were many times I felt alone or like something was missing or I just felt like empty inside. And I would have to say, like, it wasn't until like my late 20s, I really started to feel like I was supported. My spirit team was there. Um, The universe is actually conspiring in my favor. And that was like, by doing that work of connecting to my heart. So like that love that we seek from our parents or the love that we seek from my family members or the love that we seek from our loved ones, like your partner or the admiration of others. It's like, that all doesn't really matter. It's temporary. It's going to feel good, very short term. But like, do you feel that way about yourself? Do you treat yourself that way? Do you hold yourself in a way where you're carrying this body that says, I love me and I admire me and I value me? Because if not, man, those years prior to me understanding that and prior to me embodying it, they probably would have been a lot easier. <laughs> but if you don't do that, man, I know what that feels like. I know yeah. what it feels like to look a certain way, be in a certain social crowd and still feel that emptiness inside or still feel like something isn't really satisfied here. Mm. It's not really the people. It's not really the events. Like they're, they're good. That's where they're at in life. And, you know, everyone's happy, but I've always felt like what you said, like, I'm not, here to really fit in a mold. I'm here to break it in a sense. And not even just break it. I'm just here to create, you know, I'm here to create more than just whatever's already been established. And I'm grateful for the work I do with my clients. And I don't even want to say clients because they all feel like they come as family members. They come as by family members, like soul members, you know, it's so easy to work with. They teach me something. I teach them something. So we're like give and take learning. It's a win-win. And so I got to find a better word for that, but to express the the connection, (laughs) souls, when I work with my soul family on this tribe, (laughs) right? Yeah. Want to tell us more about the amazing work that you do with your uh, your tribe, your soul tribe, your uh, soulmate clients? Because I've, you know, like we said before, we've worked together. Like I've experienced your work, and I know how you work with your with your people. Uh, you've been helping people who are suffering from physical, also physical ailments, uh, little children with like. Uh, autism and your work is really really amazing and I know how valuable it is would you like to tell us more about the like the magic that you do basically in your sessions in your work so that people can get familiar with you and I will put all your links in the description anyway so if anyone wants to work with you or contact you for any question they can but yes share with us Sure. Okay. So um, a lot of the work I do is based off my ability to see and know and understand on a deeper level. When I connect with a person, I go directly to their energy centers. And it's not just energy centers as in chakras. It's your energy field, your aura. Mm. I will, I can just literally connect with the person and then just ask them within my mind, 
how can I best support you right now? Even if they're not willing to vocalize it or they're not able to vocalize, like, what is it that I actually need? Because sometimes we're just so much is going on. I'm, I don't know. I just don't feel good. Or I don't know. I'm just spiraling right now. There's so much going on. Or even when they think that that one thing is what's making them spiral, mm-hmm. overthinking, giving them anxiety, stress, causing the pain, it could be something else. Yeah. And usually when I connect to them within my mind, mind to mind, I find out exactly like it's like they just talk like I see them and they just tell me exactly what they need mm. and I'm like okay cool we're gonna start with this and then I'll vocalize it I was just like oh okay so this is actually I just connected like this is what I'm picking up this is what I feel like we should start and more often than <laughs> thank you yeah I was gonna say very humbly more often than not it's where we're it's the direction the session's gonna go yeah and so um and I, I, I'm so open when it comes to like how things transpire, how, what words to use. Mm-hmm. I'm so open in the information that comes in because sometimes it's like words that I don't use that will come in, but it resonates with them. Like certain words we know hold a certain frequency. So like a lot of times I realized that my, the work I do works to balance the nervous system, teaches them effective methods based off of their nervous system and their life habits Mm -hmm. and cycles that they might be in to really balance throughout the day. So techniques. So you get a balancing of your nervous system. You get techniques on like really simple techniques, how to bring yourself back in balance really quickly. And then you also get a clearing. So like energies and motions, what energy are you running today? What are you thinking? What thoughts are you putting out there? What are you creating for yourself today? And by creating, it's as simple as what are you thinking? Where are you putting your energy? Where are you putting your attention? Going back to those basics and then troubleshooting from there. So it's like real, I like to make it real easy. I like to make it really simple. Um, I know the things that I do as far as energy wise, when I connect with a person, I see where their blocks are. I see, I love how you both, me and you will pick up like trimester stuff. That's just so cool. <laughs> Generational things that come up that need to be cleared in the lineage. That's cool too. You know, if there's an external force, um, that's also something that's like, okay, let's just go ahead and clear that. Everything is energy. I, everything can shift. So what are you ready to shift today? What is the best possible outcome for you today and I think that really sets up the clients for success just being open so open being balanced yourself and I've experienced and they've experienced both beautiful shifts within themselves and it's like where you're at as a practitioner who does energy work or balancing or nervous system stuff that I do believe that's the highest level of where you can take your client. And so it's like a ripple effect. And what I'm noticing with the clients is like a ripple effect. Like I can get them there real quick and real easy. And it's so cool. Like, okay, they balanced or they released this trauma from like 15 years ago, or, okay, we're going into age three, five, and seven. This is what's been going on. And lately I've just been letting them lead like, Hey, age three, what do you see? Like, let's connect with age three. Yeah, that's so yes, powerful, and that's it? been very effective for childhood trauma clearing and stuff. 
And then also realizing to them, like trauma doesn't have to be that heavy word. Like trauma is a form of energy stored within your body that you can shift. Yeah, and it creates certain painful to to release it. Like there is no fear to have about trauma work. It's beautiful and it can be done with joy. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, like anything else in life. And yes, yes, trauma is hurtful. Yes. And we'll go through all those emotions. We'll honor everything that comes up. But we also will honor that, hey, if you want to make this easy for you if you're ready for this then the best thing you can do is just be open to what you're ready to release and so it's been really cool people have been like they come in they can barely walk they're walking better Mm. people come in they they're achy they got their heart their anxiety is through the roof by the time they leave they're they're just calm they're balanced they're like this is exactly what i need you can see it their eyes are brightened Mm. Their tone is grounded, their voice, everything. It's just a lot different. So it's been kind of crazy for a long time. Coming uh, too, that many people are actually starting to do the work to make themselves feel better on a day-to-day basis. Um, I would probably say the best thing I've had was like, my favorite part of a session is when me and the client are both looking at something in our mind about something that's been stored in the body and we're both looking at our energy field and even the ones that think they can't see anything like they get you know i'm so good at creating safety so good at creating a space where they feel unconditional love right and so they open themselves up in ways that inspire me and they'll start seeing their trauma or they'll start seeing and sometimes it's not trauma to re-traumatize them but it's something they know they can observe as a objective point of view and still get the results without having to re-traumatize themselves so they're more neutral in that sense they have the extra support and and i would say empowerment to look at this and clear it and sometimes it's not even a look it's like oh i know what that is okay yeah let's go ahead and clear it but it's when we're both on the same wavelength and we're seeing the same thing. And I'm like, okay, there's more to this world than we have been led to believe because yeah. this is, this is wild. Like those right. are the moments I live for when we're both seeing the same thing, when we're both experiencing the same thing. And it's really mm-hmm. cool because I could feel what's going on in my patient or client's body. And I can shift when I, when it shifts within me, it shifts within them. And then sometimes I can just feel it with my hand or with my mind and I could see it and I could see like the shifts happening and they would be like whoa what was that or they'd be like you know <laughs> their responses are kind of cool or they're like oh my god yeah we're like, just we're like five four three two one shift and whoa <laughs> oh, yeah, like the the <laughs> yes but I was counting down. That was unique to you too. I was like, oh, okay. We're oh, gonna keep so funny. But that was like always spot on. And uh yeah, you're really doing an amazing, amazing work. And uh I'm very glad that you that you accepted my invitation to come on this podcast. So would you like to share where everyone can find you? Facebook, your Instagram, and once again I will put the links in the description. 
Yes. So people can contact me on my online booking system. They can book an online appointment with me. I do a lot of remote work. And I also do group events and sometimes some one-to-ones depending on where I'm at. But most of my work is remote. Okay, thanks for sharing. I will put all the links in the description. So would you like to share one last piece of wisdom to conclude this episode? You're a choice away from moving from that pain and into a life of beauty. And you're you're literally keep making those choices to do the things and move closer to what serves you. Even if you've been in a pattern for so long or done habits that you do want to, Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And it stresses me out. Maybe there's another way of doing it. You know, maybe there's another way of doing it with more ease, or maybe you can solicit some help. Um, Maybe you just need another person there to support you, but I would say you're a choice away from moving away from the things that cause pain or take from you and drain you into that life of beauty, into that ease. And it's different for everybody what beauty looks like, what ease looks like. Some people thrive in those situations of pain and some people really don't, but it's really, you're a choice away and keep it very simple for yourself. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. That was really beautiful. And I was so happy to have you on the Self-Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Morgan. You're a badass yourself. Thanks, the team, badass team. Yes, power team here. Yeah. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check Joe out with the links that will be in the description or you know if you want to contact joe go and give her some love because she's awesome so (laughs) thank you very much for listening thank you joe once again and i will see you in the next episode bye